Hi everyone, welcome to the Botnex store. Today I'm talking to Vijay Prabin Marajan, CEO and founder of Bitscrunch, the company on a mission to secure the NFT ecosystem. If you want to invest intelligently in NFTs, this episode might be the one for you. Please do subscribe if you like the content, that means a lot. And without further ado, Vijay Pravin Marajan. Hi, Vijay. Thanks for coming to the podcast. Uh, nice to have you. Good to have you here. Uh, I wanted to ask you, Bitscrunch, your company is doing pretty well. Can you tell us something about it? What is it that you guys do? Yeah. So, first of all, thanks a lot for having me uh, in this podcast, Nicolo. It's, it's, it's a pleasure um, talking to you and your set of audience. So, at Bitscrunch, we crunch each and every bits of data that is behind nfts so that is that is the reason behind the naming and we are into nft forensics and nft analytics so if you, if you know chain analysis we are more like the chain analysis for the nft space so we look into nft frauds nft malicious activities and we keep the end users like nicolos and vijays well informed about which particular nfts uh, that they can invest so yeah, that, that's a quick brief. <laughs> clear, clear. So you use analytics to look into the history uh, of NFTs to understand which ones could be malicious, which ones are are safe. And the, um, I'm I'm quite unaware of what are you know the new ways for people to for fraudsters to take advantage of NFTs. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, sure. I mean, there are uh, several different ways that people are. Uh... Uh, scamming people but uh, this is more of an on-chain and off-chain analytics so what we do is we keep track of people flipping nfts for fun right let's say nicolo mains an nft for one ethereum and uh, you have a whole bunch of friends to whom you can send that link of nft and ask them to purchase it so some of your friend let's say albert buys it for two ethereums vijay gets it for three and someone else gets it for five and, and so on. So it reaches 10 Ethereum in a matter of seconds. And that is when uh, an outsider looking at it from a, from an outsider perspective thinks that, oh, Nicola is a great artist. I should buy this NFT. So he puts in all the money. He puts in 10 Ethereum to buy your NFT. And then you say goodbye. Thanks. And you, you pack your bags. Yeah. <laughs> that guy would be crazy. I'm not a good artist at all. So uh, <laughs> you, you offer a good service there. All right. So basically what you crunch are the transaction data uh, to make sure, you know, that something is not overly priced at any given moment. That's also part of what you do. Exactly. NFTs are a new age of digital asset class, right? So we want to make sure that people are not buying or not bidding on something that is inflated. We mm. want uh, users to uh, invest on nfts that accrue value naturally uh, or through community engagements or through utilities right i mean we saw tiffany and go which is a brand uh, which ventured into nfts just recently and then uh, so many brands getting into nfts day in and day out we saw adidas getting into nft space samsung lg ebay bought an nft marketplace so as brands stepping into nft space that gives an early more advantage for the creator economy and gives a lot of opportunity to, for creators, for artists, for gamers. Uh, so we want 
to bring more trust and transparency into this space. And that is why we founded BitScringe and we are glad to be backed by some of the amazing leaders in the industry. To name a few, Animoca Brands, Backers, Coinbase Ventures, Polygon, Crypto.com, and then now Chainlink is an investor as well. So with, with all these huge names backing us, obviously the pressure is also there to deliver the product and <laughs> I hope we are on the right track. <laughs> Sounds amazing. That's indeed a crazy good lineup of investors right there. And you have a very difficult job, right? Because I'm, I'm thinking about how NFTs go, but in general, how early technologies work. And, and there are these insane bubbles uh, especially when it's a consumer product, a consumer-oriented technology. You see these crazy big bubbles originating out of nothing. Mm -hmm. and, and basically what you're saying is, I want to make sure that people invest in stuff that has real value behind it. Yeah. Um, but this is a tough market to, to uh, analyze in that regard. How do you see that? Uh, yeah, market is tough. Market has gone down. But uh, we as an infrastructure project, we don't really have to worry or, or concerned about the external conditions, right? Because we are not a marketplace that get, goes down in volume. We are not a gaming company that uh, gets affected by market conditions where, where you see lack of players playing your game. Uh, so we provide our services from A to Z. We cater to the needs of A to Z of NFT space. So we help marketplaces, we help the chains to be more secure, more transparent. We help NFT lending protocols. We help uh, the investors to pick uh, and, and choose NFT investments. So for us, yes, the market uh, is, is tough at the moment. But then uh, it, it, you can always expect such market conditions, right? You can always expect mm. that. Uh, even I... I always compare NFTs to the early days of internet. When internet came in, people were laughing at it. People were uh, thinking if this could be the potential next big thing that could, that would happen to the human. Uh, but yes, uh, as, as we progress, as we allow some time to settle down, NFTs will mature. NFTs will evolve as the next big thing because it, it lets it lets user to earn back rewards right through an mm. nft sale you get something in return that is something that you can uh, you cannot get it through centralized companies like like the big giants there are big big companies out there which gains profit which becomes profitable uh, by every single move but as an end user we use their products for free and we don't get anything in return other than spending mm. our time on it. But with NFTs, the scenario could change. We could potentially earn something back. Uh, and that is that is something that I'm really looking forward to the next set of years. You got it, got it. I'm wondering, since your, your business is around uh, the volume in transaction, right? You, 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 uh, your, your craft is analyzing the stuff that gets moved from one place, from one holder to the other. Mm -hmm. What do you see as the NFT types that are getting more and more traction? Is it the artistic stuff like board apes or, or is it stuff that maybe that's maybe more community driven? Mm -hmm. What are the trends? 
Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, collectibles has uh, has taken the market by storm. Uh, what what we have seen with CryptoPunks, Pordeep, Yash Club, other Deed NFTs, and uh, what else, MeBits and Moonbirds uh, has taken the NFT world by storm. But I see a regular uh, upscale when it comes to gaming NFTs because right now. Um, when when the traditional gaming industry shifts to integrate NFTs, that is when the real development happens, and we already see Tencent, uh, EA Sports, and other big names venturing into NFTs by by planning to integrate their NFTs. I mean, how many of our friends that that we know purchase gaming assets? Right, people buy vests in PUBG, people buy uh, M16Z gun uh, to to uh, counter-attack their opponents so if these become nfts then that 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 gives us whole new opportunity right you can you can sell that uh, you can have in-game trade opportunities uh, and then even if you quit the game you can sell that nft after some time right right now if you play a game if you quit it after a while you don't get anything other than spending your time but with NFTs, you can sell that NFTs in 2025 or 2030, or even their grandchildren could use that NFT uh, as, as an asset class, right? So, mm-hmm. gaming NFTs could be the next big wave. And there are other. So just to clarify, gaming NFTs, uh, we mean purchasable assets that you would use and own inside the game, right? Yes. Like, I don't know, you buy a new hat for your digital avatar. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. exactly. Right now, it is more centralized. Uh, if it is PUBG, it belongs to Tencent, Tencent mm-hmm. Games, and whatever hat or vest that you purchase is still owned by Tencent Games. And when you quit quit the game, you get nothing out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you lose everything. You lose the progress. You lose the assets and and every single thing that that you have played in the entire history of game. But on the other side, if those becomes NFTs. You can potentially trade it with other PUBG users, other uh, football users that that plays that game passionately. So that opens up. A, a, hmm? Yeah, it gets a value also outside of the game, right? Exactly. Clear. But it's interesting that you mentioned this gaming thing because I was, uh, you know, I was thinking and, and discussing with friends about uh, the artistic NFT. So the, you know, the when you purchase a, an image, and I'm like, what I was thinking is that. I think that would make a lot of sense in the moment we integrate visual or artistic NFTs or anything that has to do with ownership with a virtual environment. You want to call it metaverse, you want to call it a game, whatever whatever place you can use to display what you uniquely own. Do you see this making sense otherwise? If the metaverse doesn't pick up and doesn't become the big thing that we expect it to be, mm-hmm. do you see artistic visual or just in general artistic NFTs having a life of their own outside of that context i mean if you if you traditionally see things uh, even during the tough market situations uh, even people like jeff bezos the founder of amazon he invests heavily on arts if you, if you uh, google about jeff bezos investments he's into traditional arts and, and then the scenario is changing now, right? People are 
people have to travel a lot to showcase their traditional art capabilities back then in 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 olden days but with the digital arts it has opened up a whole new window where you could potentially sell a digital art through south base auction center or any famous auction centers out there and that has potentially given uh, opened up windows opened up doors for a whole bunch of artists across the globe right an artist living in kenya could sell his or her art to an indian to a pakistani uh, to a bangladeshi or an artist from india could sell potentially an art to a german or, or an italian and with this already the art nft categories is one of the top categories at this point in time and i believe that people will continue to invest in arts no matter what the market conditions are because arts fine arts always hold a true value i mean you know what uh, what's what is with mona lisa right it is it is very rare and it is it is it is there in louvre du museum in france and everybody knows its worth so that is what art could potentially do uh, but on the other hand there are so many arts out there on the nft marketplaces so one needs to be picky and choosy about what particular arts that they invest and what utilities that are attached to that arts that is more important so just blindly investing on arts doesn't give you any hope yeah and that's where bitcoin could come into place right offering some transparency in that regard exactly but the, just to comment briefly on the example that you gave uh, about mona lisa right mm -hmm. mona lisa as the major piece of art that is has a lot of the value that we attach to it is the fact that we can see it and we can see it because there's a place where we can go mm -hmm. and see it mm -hmm. uh, it's accessibility that somehow creates a lot of value around this piece of art mm -hmm. without accessibility without even as a private art investor, mm -hmm. I'm not one, but I can imagine that if I were one, part of the value that I would get from investing in art, besides the possible financial return, is that I can show my collection to other people, to my friends or to other people. That is why, in my mind, the, the success of artistic NFTs will be highly correlated with the success of the metaverse, the mm -hmm. existing of a virtual space where mm -hmm. I can share, where I can display my collectibles. That's the, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Metaverse will, will always win uh, only if, if uh, uh, the, the, only if Metaverse succeeds, the digital arts succeeds, right? I mean, you, you could see a correlation. Uh, I mean, companies like Facebook coming out and changing its name to Meta shows, mm. uh, the the potential shows the the true potential that lies behind metaverses right and uh, uh, to, for for a company like facebook which is a trillion dollar company to come out and say that they are going to change their name to meta shows the potential but we need to like i said we need to give ourselves some time to see if it potentially comes out with flying colors or if, if it is a flop so mm. like you said Yes, uh, a Mona Lisa art is displayed in Louvredi Museum and users can go out there and, and see that. But if, if you think in other ways, we are already investing heavily on shares, right? I mean, how mm. many of 
us could potentially see Tesla shares or we could potentially see Microsoft shares. If the company performs well, we get we get a good return. Let's say if, if uh, something happens wrong, if something goes down, then just a second. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So uh, if something goes down, then we could potentially see our shares going down as well. So it's it's typically the same, right? Uh, so the shares, the digital market, even people started buying digital gold in India. Uh, they started putting their money in 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 wallets where they accumulate points, which give them digital gold, or uh, they can check it out as physical gold at some point. So there are ways people started investing on virtual things uh, in 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 the last few decades, and I I will see the emergence of cryptocurrencies or NFTs that way. So it is again a digital form of right investment and uh, it, it will hold its true value once you allow us uh, some time frame let's say a minimum of five to seven years would be a good amount of time to to judge things the same happened with mobile phones uh, mm. you know how the initial mobile phone looked like right it was heavy it was so big uh, you could potentially type those numbers i still i still remember my first mobile phone where i have to type four times the number five to uh for the letter l yeah l oh l, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they so, came up with some smart yeah. word recognition that wasn't that smart to be honest but, uh... yeah yeah so so now you look at the phones nobody needs a manual nobody needs uh to to be educated to use a mobile phone right uh, so such is the evolution if you give a time span of five to seven years or even ten years so if we give meta or metaverse that time we could potentially start judging it whether it is going to be a potential thing or it's it's going to be a flop but now i i feel it's too early to to take a call on that right right agreed actually let me let me play the devil's advocate with regard to a certain class of nfts and i think you you're going to be able to tell me what i'm missing where i'm wrong. Mm -hmm. so um I noticed there is a class of NFTs that it's basically backed by a by an influencer, by a person that has a large audience, right? And and it's sold by most influencers, by most of these people as you buy into uh, a share, you you get some ownership of my community. Now I got very interested about one of those because there's a guy that I follow that I respect. And I was intrigued by this idea of, you know, buying into his community. Then I got late. I, uh, I, uh, I missed the, uh, the initial public offering, so I didn't buy it. And maybe to justify that event, the fact that I missed it, I also started reasoning about this class of NFT. And the, uh, there are two things about the concept of ownership here that um, I don't fully understand. One is a lot of the value around these and holding these NFTs is that you get access to certain advantages, uh, advantages, discounts or, or preferential access to events, stuff like that. Now, those things are unilaterally decided by the founder of the NFT. Uh, yes, there might be some bottom up advice coming from the community, but generally the, uh, the NFT founder has full control over what's offered or not. 
Uh, and the other thing is, as a technologist, if this is all the risk to owning a piece of the community, access to certain benefits, to certain you know, yeah, benefits, then I don't see why we needed a decentralized mechanism to implement that. Uh, I feel like they're using the power of this important technology to sell me something, but the technology and what I get are not fully aligned. So, you know what I mean? There, there's this, the, uh, if I have to purchase that, if I have to buy into that community, into that NFT, then I have the feeling that, mm, am I being fooled? Fooled is a strong word, not the right one, but like, there's a gap that I'm seeing. What, what am I missing? Uh, I, I always see it differently. So let's say um, venture capitalists or, or people who holds a lot of money gets to dictate or determine what users should be using, right? I mean, I see it that way. Uh, famous companies like, <clears throat> you, you name whatever giants, they were all being invested 10, 15 years ago they were heavily funded and even if you look at bitscringe venture capitalists are deciding that they need security for this nft layer right so obviously going with an influencer happens because it's a it's a new tech new era new new stuff so people would definitely buy in if if it is supported by a well-known guy right well-known venture capitalist or a well-known influencer and this doesn't happen in Web3. It happens in Web2 as well. You get endorsements from Maria Sharapova, Serena Williams, or Roger Federer uh, for, for something that uh, you need to sell, right? Rolex this is one of the biggest brands, but they still uh, goes out and, and advertise on, on famous tennis events. Uh, they, they sponsor the Grand Slams. They take Roger Federer as as their brand ambassador right so it happens everywhere uh, let's say uh, roger federer wearing a rolex influences a lot of others to buy rolex right if that happens in web 2 we don't uh, we don't we don't bat an eye on it but when it happens in web 3 we we say or we see it differently we see it strangely this will 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 slowly change this will evolve as as i said given some time this will evolve right now it's it's more of the influencers who are getting the early benefits because they are getting into the space they are potentially seeing the opportunity and they are leveraging their community to buy and sell nfts but uh, this this cannot uh, stay forever as the technology evolves the technology matures and and more and more people started believing in things and then there are people who support other watch categories. I mean, they, they don't have to always buy Rolex for uh, Roger Federer. They, they could still buy Swatch. They could still buy Taguar or other brands, right? So, yes, we, we need a lot of time to think about it, a lot of time to digest and, and for the space to mature. So if I understand it right, you're saying your long-term vision is that one day, when you buy into the community of a of an influencer of a, a person with an audience, you're also buying into future financial returns that this person might accrue, right? Yep, yep, exactly. That makes perfect sense. Then, then I would be way happier to 
to buy that NFT yeah. as, a, as a form of real financial investment. Vijay, I have a ton of additional questions that I'd like to ask, but I know that you are on a tight schedule and you need to go. So thanks a lot for joining me on the podcast. It was a pleasure. Very clarifying also on, on, on certain topics and uh, maybe we can do it again. Yeah, likewise. Uh, my pleasure as well, Nicolo.